Welcome to this week's Energy Show. It's that time of the year, tax time that is. This is when individuals and companies have to pull together all the documents they need to file their taxes. A lot of individuals use tax software or do the taxes themselves, and a lot of businesses have accountants. You know, a lot of homeowners have accountants too because these taxes are so complicated. So the question that I'm going to answer on today's Energy Show is how do you fill out the forms to get your solar investment tax credit? And this is also good to know for people who don't have solar yet, who are thinking about getting solar in 2017, because it's this is one of the easiest IRS forms I've ever seen in my life to fill out. There's like three or four lines, bada bing, bada boom, you get a 30% credit on the total cost of the system. So this is the subject of today's show, how to fill that form out, and also what is applicable to the tax credit you get for solar on your home or your business. Now, I'm not a tax guy, so you have to check with your accountant. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of this advice is solar advice for your tax accountant. Um, but so anyway, here we go. The whole principle of the solar investment tax credit is pretty easy. Every homeowner who installs a solar power system gets a 30% tax credit. Every business who installs a system also gets a 30% tax credit. Plus, since it's a business, they get modified accelerated depreciation. So they get to depreciate that solar asset over five years. That's pretty valuable. Now, this solar tax credit does not apply if you have a solar lease or if you have a solar PPA or power purchase agreement. And the reason is that the leasing or the PPA company already takes the investment tax credit and the depreciation. So the homeowner or the business can't get that credit also, that the system's actually owned by a third party. But don't worry, because when you have a lease or a PPA, their credit reduces your monthly payments accordingly. Now, the investment tax credit is basically calculated as 30% of the total cost of the solar system. So to get the full 30%, you need to install the system before the end of 2019 because this tax credit steps down in 2020 and 2021. It goes away completely in 2022. So there's going to be a lot of business over the next few years for solar as people rush to get that tax credit because that's 30%. It's a pretty significant amount. Now, let's just talk about the difference between a tax credit and a tax deduction. A tax deduction is when you can apply expenses like you know donating things to charities and that reduces your income it's, it's a deduction against income but a tax credit is way better because whatever your taxes are tax that tax credit goes to directly reduce that tax bill so here's an example let's say you buy a solar system for your home for $20,000. That's a pretty good size system. Now, 30% of $20,000 is $6,000. So you're going to get a $6,000 tax credit. And that's easy to calculate on the form. We'll talk about that in a minute. So you figure out your total tax bill. Let's say you owe $25,000 of taxes to the IRS for that year. $25,000 minus $6,000 is $19,000. So you've reduced your tax bill by $6,000. Now, the interesting thing is a lot of people pay most of their taxes through their payroll taxes. So you will get $6,000 back in an income tax refund. Alternatively, sometimes what people do is as soon as they put the system in, they say, hey, gee, I'm, I'm going to reduce my tax liability for the year. I'm going to increase the number of deductions that I can apply on my payroll taxes and basically take less money out of my biweekly or monthly paycheck. 
Also, if you don't have a big tax liability this year, you can also roll that tax credit forward into subsequent years. Now, the rules for residential solar are pretty darn simple. These tax credits apply to any photovoltaic or solar electric system. This is a system that goes on your roof or in your backyard and it's installed to generate electricity. The tax credit also applies for solar hot water systems. These are systems that generate hot water. It's usually called domestic hot water for for washing, for showering, for things like that. The tax credit unfortunately, doesn't apply to pool heating systems. And one of the reasons is these pool heating systems already have a terrifically fast payback. If you're using natural gas or something else to heat your pool, (laughs) expenses are enormously high, even though gas is cheap. Um, So paybacks for solar pool systems are very, very short. So you don't get a tax credit for that. But it applies to PV or photovoltaic systems and solar hot water systems. Now, the tax credit covers the total cost of the system. That's the parts the solar panels, the solar hot water panels, the labor, the site preparation, the installation, the wiring, the inspections, everything. So it's that total invoice you get from your solar installer. If you're installing solar roofing tiles, it also applies to those. Although, you know, candidly, there are no solar roofing tiles on the market or anytime soon that I think are going to be really cost effective, but it would apply to that. And and we've had customers that have installed some of these things in the past. Now, it also applies to preparation work that's done on your roof in the area in which the solar panels are going to be installed. So if you need to remove barrel tiles or clay tiles and put composition shingles under that, it would cover that roofing work. If you need to replace a a deteriorated bad roof that's directly under the solar panels, it may also apply to that. You've got to check with your accountant. It would apply to the roofing attachments, the standoffs that are installed underneath. So sometimes the roofers install these standoffs. Usually right now the solar installer is actually better at doing it. Now, another question is, does this investment tax credit apply to a carport or another structure or like re-roofing the whole roof of your house? The short answer is no. You can't get a brand new roof and say that's part of your solar system. You can probably get the roof in the area in which the solar system's installed covered, but you can't get an entirely new roof. You can't get a discount on a new roof. You can't pay a lot for a solar system. Like You know, you get a Let's say the solar system is $20,000. The contractor says, hey, I'm going to give you a bill for $30,000. I'm going to build a new deck in your backyard. And now you're going to get a $9,000 tax credit instead of a $6,000 tax credit. That's not kosher. you got to be really careful about this. It's just be straightforward. It's really what applies to solar. Now, another question. What if I get a rebate from the state or your utility? So some states have special programs where in addition to a federal tax credit, they also get a state rebate. Now, California used to have that, but then the, the cost of solar came down so much and the electric rates in California went up so much that people didn't even need those rebates anymore. Same thing with Hawaii. So the rebate programs in those states went away. Well, it's a little tricky when you have a state rebate. The question is, let's say that system costs $20,000 and you have a $5,000 rebate. You have to check with the rules in your state and your account to see if you get the tax credit, the federal tax credit, on the whole $20,000 amount or if you get the tax credit just on the net amount that you pay. That would be $15,000 if you have a $5,000 state rebate. And really it depends on whether or not the state or the utility rebate is considered taxable income to you. So a little tricky. Just check into it. Make sure you do it the right way. Talk to your tax expert. Now, 
Let's say you buy a brand new home and it has solar on it. Well, if you buy a brand new home and it has solar on it, the builder already took the tax credit on that solar, so you don't get it. But if you buy a brand new home and, you know, before you move in or as you're moving in, you hire a local contractor to put in solar, boom, in that case, the solar would apply and you would get the tax credit on that. Now, what I found, and this is kind of getting common, some tracked home builders, these are companies that built a lot of homes, offer solar leases or solar PPAs. So, you know, buy the home and then you're going to have whatever, you know, a several you know, thousand dollar mortgage a month for the home. And then you might also see added on to that $100 payment for solar. Well, in that case, once again, the builder or the third-party owner of the system, the company that owns the lease or to whom you pay that lease, gets that investment tax credit and depreciation. You can't kind of double count it. Okay, now let's get ready to fill out that IRS 5695 residential energy credit form. And let's give you guys a little bit of an education on what actually applies to these tax credits. Now, first question is how big a credit are you going to get? Now, there's no cap on the size of this credit. It's a straight 30% on whatever you install for your house. Now, I, I remember a few years back, Larry Hagman, uh, rest in peace, but Larry Hagman was JRUing the legendary Texas oil baron. <laughs> you know, and for those of you who are watching, uh, spent a lot of time watching TV in, in the 60s and 70s, he was also Major Healy, I think, on I Dream of Genie with Barbara Eden. But anyway, so Larry Hagman really had a second career as JRU. And he became a solar enthusiast and a solar pitchman for one of the biggest U.S. solar companies. It's kind of ironic, you know, an oil guy to a big solar guy. He installed a 94 kilowatt system on his house in Southern California, in LA area. It's 350 solar panels. I remember at the time, it was probably still, probably still maybe, but at the time, it was the biggest residential system ever installed. Now, it was probably installed, you know, at the time, maybe four, four and a half dollars a watt. So it was probably installed for close to $400,000. So he would get $120,000 tax credit. Now, he still spent a lot of money, he had a lot of money, but he had an enormous electric bill. So there's no cap, and there's no cap on the high side, and there's no cap on the low side. If for some reason you wanted to put two solar panels and install two new solar panels on a shed in your backyard, you would get a tax credit for that small amount too. Now, um, the other thing is you can carry forward this unused credit to subsequent years, and that, that's actually some details on the form. But in any case, however you do these calculations – Check with your tax expert, because I'm not a tax expert. I'm a solar expert. And, and also, happy to help out your accountant to try and figure out how to fill out this form. But it's pretty simple. So, now, the other thing is the tax credit applies to the year in which the system was installed, and it applies to your residence. It doesn't have to be your primary residence. So, if you have a vacation home, it also applies to that. It doesn't necessarily apply to rental properties, kind of may depend on how you do the rental, but you can use the business solar investment tax credit for that. So if you have a rental property and you declare that income, then you use a, a slightly different form. We're not going to go into the details on that, but it's basically the same concept. Now, another thing really important, and the solar industry fought very hard seven or eight years ago to make sure this was the case, AMT, the alternative minimum tax, does not apply to the solar investment tax credit. So if you are kind of paying an alternative minimum tax, whatever that alternative minimum tax is, it is still reduced by the investment tax credit. That's really, really good. Okay, so now let's get ready to fill out this form. It's IRS 5695. 
Assume that you had solar installed in 2016. You bought the system. You didn't lease it. You didn't sign a power purchase agreement. You bought it. Now, that also applies if you have a loan for the system, but not a lease. Now, get all the invoices from your contractor. Sometimes the contractor will kind of give you a summary invoice of everything, including the building permit and any extra electrical or roofing work that's directly related to the rooftop system. Okay, so on this form, IRS Form 5695, Part 1, and we're looking at the 2016 form, but, you know, heck, this this form was the same form that they used in 2015. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. And, and I'm also looking at the bottom of the form for the Paperwork Reduction Act Notice. See your tax return instructions. So there's there's a lot of paperwork that describes this Paperwork Reduction Act Notice. But the good news is this federal investment tax credit form for solar, the easiest thing I've ever seen to fill out from the IRS. So kudos for that. All right, line number one. Qualified solar electric property costs. So property is basically your system, and that's the total of all the invoices that you you have. So you might might have had a a $19,000 invoice for the system. You might have had $700 worth of permitting. You might have had a $300 fee that has to be paid to the utility, adds up to $20,000. Write $20,000 in on line number one. Okay, next line, qualified solar water heating property costs. If you're putting in a solar thermal system, a solar hot water system, making domestic hot water, put that in, not a pool system. Line three, qualified small wind property costs. We're not talking about that. Qualified geothermal heat pump property costs. We're not talking about that. But, all right, so now we, line five, add lines one through four. So basically, it's just line one. That number is $20,000. Put that on line number five. Then you multiply line five by 30%. So 20,000 times 30%, $6,000. Okay, we're kind of coming towards the end here. This is all pretty straightforward. So um, we can kind of skip lines seven through 12. In in line 13, add line six, 11, and 12. That's $6,000. And then here we go. The total energy efficient property credit is $6,000. So this is just like a really simple thing. Total cost, multiply times 30%. Fill in the blanks and you go from there. Most tax prep software also can kind of handle this, so it makes it pretty easy. Now, so it's easy to figure out what your tax credit is going to be. And when you're buying a system, it's it's really good to keep in mind what's the total cost of the system that you're going to be paying. And then you can just assume that you can knock 30% off of that. And that 30% would come back to you when you get your tax refund or that 30% can be taken immediately if you increase your payroll tax deduction. So there's different ways for you to pay this. Now, unfortunately, filling out the rest of the forms for the IRS is very, very complicated. So your tax preparer is going to do that. Your accountant's going to do that. You can also go to the Cinnamon Solar website, and we have some information there and also a link to this podcast. So your tax preparer can also link to this podcast. So let's just talk about what this means kind of in summary. So in a nutshell, the 30% investment tax credit is the biggest incentive that, that is available in the country for solar. And it's really, really simple. You know, another thing that's really good about this tax credit, um, and, and by the way, the, the tax credit was initially passed by George Bush. So this was back in, in 2007. We had the Trouble Asset Protection Program and you know, the economy was in the doldrums. They decided to incentivize new industries like solar and they passed this tax credit, which was an uncapped residential and uncapped commercial tax credit. It's been enormously successful in helping drive this, the growth of the business. Now, it, it, it's been growing the, the size of the residential business and 
probably even more significantly, it's been growing utility solar installations. So by the way, your friendly local utility, if they're putting in a 100 megawatt system somewhere for $200 million, they get a $60 million tax credit. So utilities are also very, very motivated towards applying this tax credit to their own installations. That's a good thing because now the utilities, instead of spending $200 million for that solar system, they paid $140 million for that solar system. And theoretically, they would be able to offer you cheaper electricity. And, And in fact, we're seeing some of that here in California where they have this thing called community choice aggregation and you know in Silicon Valley in San Francisco in San Jose in the peninsula in Santa Clara County there's a program right now which is actually using cheap solar energy and everybody's electric rates believe it or not are coming down a tiny bit they'll come down more in the future but they've come down a tiny bit because utilities have put in so much solar so that's really really a big good thing the downside is that this tax credit's going to go away. It's going to go down to 26% in 2020, 22% in 2021, and then zero. So there is some incentive to get this done before then, obviously. You want to get that whole 30%. The other good thing about the tax credit is kind of self-regulating based on the cost of the solar. So as solar costs come down, the tax credit comes down. When solar costs were you know, $6 a watt, and that 5-kilowatt system was going to cost you $30,000, the tax credit was 9000 Now that solar costs are closer to like $3 a watt, the tax credit's going to be a little bit less. It's automatic. So it's a really good thing. And I also can guarantee you that rooftop solar, the cost of these systems is going to gradually get cheaper. We've seen some pretty big declines over the past few years because equipment costs have just plummeted, but they're kind of at rock bottom levels. Now, most of the cost of the solar system is in the installation labor, the sales, the engineering, the design work, the services and servicing and support. It's kind of like building a deck in your backyard. The two-by-fours are really cheap, but you still have to hire a contractor to go in and put in the footings and get the building permit and do the design work and, and get everything done. That's where the cost for the solar is right now. The panels are cheap, the inverters are relatively cheap, but the contracting labor is still kind of pricey. So that labor cost is not going to come down significantly. You know, in in some ways that labor cost may actually go up. So we're looking at a a historic low costs for solar. I think they're going to come down a little bit more, but not a lot more. And so what that means for people that don't have solar yet is if you wait for the prices to come down more, you're going to continue to pay a lot of money for electricity. So my advice, and you know, this is not self-serving advice because we've got thousands of customers that have been really happy they bought a system, is put in the system now because you're going to be saving money on your electric bill every year for 25 years. And the costs will come down a little bit more, but you're going to save more money on your electric bill than you would if you waited for the cost for solar to come down more. Now, the one exception to that is with battery storage, and there will be rebates coming up in a year or two in California and other states for battery storage. So I would suggest if you're looking at a battery storage system or energy storage system or a backup power system, wait a year or two. Don't put them in yet. I mean, they're working, they're there, they're a little bit buggy, but just wait until you got bigger incentives and things are a little bit more stable. Anyway, that's my advice. That's how you can fill out this IRS 5695 form. Really easy. 30% tax credit. It's a slam dunk. That's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. And thanks to all of our listeners for joining us. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcast.